So two topics today. One, a dentist just went to potentially was going to go to jail, but they didn't. They got probation for something serious. Like it really seemed like probably should have been a bigger charge. Have you ever logged in to your Google Drive and tried to find something before? It's absolute mess. Bard is integrating now into all of your Google products. This dentist did something. She was doing some kind of procedure and a child ended up being disabled from it, where the child's still living, but needs to be pushed everywhere in a wheelchair. Her body doesn't work anymore. And they were, she was found guilty of two counts of knowingly causing serious bodily injury. One of the team members testified to her doing just all kinds of shady stuff. Not everyone should be a business owner slash dentist. Bard just rolled out. Obviously, they have AI. So Bard is just like ChatGPT. If you don't know, you go to Bard, B-A-R-D dot Google.com and you, it's Google's version of ChatGPT. Bard came out a few months after ChatGPT, and I think in just that timing alone, I've really been, I, I don't use it a ton. The only time I ever used it was if I wanted live data because ChatGPT is still closed off. Google released a integration with a lot of their other tools. So the tools that are integrating Google Flights, Google Hotels, Google Maps, you could already get a lot of that information in Bard just by asking it questions, but now it'll link it directly to these different tools you could use. Google doesn't own Bard.com. It belongs to some other company. Welcome back to another episode of Dental Rift. I'm your co-host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. And my name is Tanner Abgate, CEO and co-founder of Unified Dental. We are a software solution for dental, bridging the gap between too many different technology solutions. That's awesome. Um, okay, so two topics today. One, a dentist just went to, potentially was going to go to jail, but they didn't. And they got probation for something serious. Like it really seemed like probably should have been a bigger charge. So we're going to talk through that. And then second, I, and this is for the audience. Have you ever logged in to your Google Drive and tried to find something before? It's absolute mess, right? Like just finding things can be crazy, especially when you're working with teams and things like that on Google Drive. Well, guess what? Bard is integrating now into all of your Google products. So I'm super excited to learn about this because Tanner's been playing around with it. Which one which one do you want to do first? You want to do the dentist? Or you want to do the bard uh, conversation? Yes, chat about the dentist, man. Yeah. So, okay, this was in Houston. This dentist. Uh, this actually happened in 2016. So this has been dragged out for a long time, uh, many years now. This this dentist um, did something. She was doing some kind of procedure, and a child what ended up being disabled from it, where the child's still living but needs to be pushed everywhere in a wheelchair. Her body doesn't work anymore, and they were, she was found guilty of two counts of knowingly causing serious bodily injury. And so they had their, that this dentist, her team came and, and testified. One of the team members testified to her doing just all kinds of shady stuff. Uh, when it came to dental treatment, one of the other team members testified to the dentist trying to fight them. So this is like somebody like, you know, that's, that has some serious issues if you're trying to fight your your team members, and she didn't go to jail. She ended up getting five years probation. You know that saying where people say not everyone should be a parent? Yes. I think that applying, I think that saying applies in this situation. Not everyone should be a business owner slash dentist. 
Hey, I got something crazy to share with you and I'm gonna get you right back to the show, I promise. So we have an event called AlignerCon coming up next year. And this month we're giving away a buy one, get one free. We're gonna be partnering with Clear Correct, and this is gonna be one of the biggest events that we've ever done in Nashville, Tennessee, in the biggest hotel in America. So if you wanna to come to this, again, we're gonna give you a buy one, get one free. We wanna meet you in person. Just go to alinercon.com and we're gonna teach you how to create, convert, close, and even some clinical components around Clear Aligners. So don't miss this event. Go check it out now. Back to the show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to think that um, you could knowingly harm somebody. You're knowingly that your doctor is doing something that they're not supposed to be doing, and you would have no way of knowing, right? Because you're not a medical professional, and they wouldn't go to jail for that. That it, even in even in the fact that it, it literally ruined your life. That's why I I, uh, I always think that you're bold to go and check out those two star dentists. Because for me, I'm like, if I have no other way of like social proof, I want to stay clear because there's always going to be somebody that is last place in their dental class and they do not want that person to be my dentist. Yeah, I didn't. So I did, um, all I did was x-rays and I let them. All you did was visit them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even get my teeth cleaned or anything. So, um, I, I didn't even want them poking around with instruments in my mouth, to be honest with you. So, um, I'm, I'm totally with you. That scares the junk out of me. Um, so, so what are your thoughts on this though, Tanner? Like what, how, how think it's just a sad, unfortunate event because I guarantee you, it's not like the first patient she ever did was this patient and all of a sudden like it went wrong. Right. I think that she's probably had multiple patients where she's caused issues, but this one blew up the way that it did. And it all came to a head. And so it sucks to be those patients. But yeah, there's probably red flags way before that this person shouldn't have been a dentist and they weren't called out by the team or by anybody that really kind of knew. I mean, even us as patients, how often are we willing to just kind of look past things in order to make our life easier to not call out problems that really do exist? All right. So on here's where my brain goes in a big group of dentists, let's say a big DSO, say I have 50 locations, say they have a hundred dentists. How are you ensuring that this kind of stuff isn't happening? Like, how do you, how do you protect yourself against this kind of clinical uh, malpractice? Yeah, I think that in a DSO, if a DSO is run well, it should happen. It should even be more safe because what it does is it creates an environment where someone like a dental assistant should feel comfortable if you've got a good, decent culture should feel comfortable raising red flags mm. saying hey this dentist is causing problems yeah right like if you if that if she's the owner of that practice where's that dental assistant going to go yeah. their only action is going to be able to be to quit which should be an indicator by itself but um but yeah i think that in a dso there should be chains of of reporting people that are clinically like a little bit unqualified or even any concerns and so i think ultimately that should be a bigger one and then the third the second one though and medicaid really does this a lot is that you have to prove some type of uh compliance right so you have to do chart audits you have to be able to go in and prove that hey we're going in and reviewing our clinicians to make sure that they're not doing this shady type of work etc and so uh, being compliant and and it varies state by state but like for example texas medicaid they have a huge like compliance structure that you have to follow as a DSO 
whether people follow it or not, I don't know. And I don't know how much Medicaid actually enforces it, but those measures are in place for exactly reasons like this. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a um, interesting breakdown because it's like, you know, in some cases, people argue that DSOs don't have as good of clinical outcomes as, you know, the single practitioner. But in this particular, and I don't know if that's true or not, right? Like that, it, I think it depends on the group. But in this particular instance, the checks and balances really helps the the patient um, more so because in this single location, like you said, there's just no outlet for the the patient to or for the team to go anywhere. the The top is might be the person that is causing the trouble. Uh, the trouble. Yeah, just like from one dentist to another, as we've discussed before, one dentist to another, the quality of work will be significantly different even within DSOs, from one DSO to another, mm -hmm. the type of compliance associated with it is going to be significantly different. So we can't group them together just to say, hey, DSOs have got better compliance than individual practices, because that's absolutely not true. It just depends on what DSO. That's why I say if the culture is right or if the structure of the DSO has done it right, then there definitely should be some type of clinical compliance structure in place. Yep, 100%. All right, let's talk about this next one because I think this one is going to hit home for a lot of people. So BARD just rolled out. Obviously, they have AI. So BARD is just like ChatGPT. If you don't know, you go to BARD, B-A-R-D dot Google.com and you, it's Google's version of ChatGPT. So I'll kind of let you take it from there, Tanner, and explain what, what the new update is. Well, I mean... BARD came out a few months after ChatGPT, and I think in just that timing alone, I've really been, I, I don't use it a ton. The only time I ever used it was if I wanted live data because ChatGPT is still closed off after a certain date. Hey, sorry for interrupting the show, but this is a segment that I think will bring a lot of value to you, and it's really, really fast. So this is Ask Gary. People have been emailing their questions in to askgary at smcnational.com, or you can leave them below in the comments or DM us. Either way, we will get your questions answered. And today's question comes from Craig, and he asks, what are the best social platforms for marketing to attract new patients? This is actually a really, really good question because there's a lot of options now. And it really depends on what kind of people you're trying to attract. Obviously, Facebook skews a little bit older, and Instagram skews a little bit younger, but that's starting to change. And to be honest with you, when you're running ads, you can really run them on both platforms. Also, you can really build an intimate audience on Instagram. And Facebook, it's a little bit harder to build that intimate audience. And there's so many different things going on on Facebook. So it, it, it really depends on what you're trying to do. And then, of course, there's like TikTok and things like that. Now, TikTok doesn't let you build any kind of community. It's all just about virality and how many views your video gets. And then after that, you really don't get back in front of your followers. So followers don't mean a whole lot on TikTok. So it, again, it just really depends on what you're trying to do. And here's the one promise about social media. It's all going to change. What's true today is not true tomorrow, and it's all going to change. So it just depends on what your goals are, what you're trying to do. Are you trying to retain people? Are you trying to reach new people? Are you reaching younger people? Are you reaching people who are a little bit older? All that is really going to come into play to answer this question. And so now today, as of, I mean, as of what is this, September 20, whatever today's date is, and as of September 19th, Google released a integration with a lot of their other tools. So the tools that are integrating Google Flights, Google Hotels, Google Maps, you could already get a lot of that information in BARD just by asking it questions, but now it'll link it directly to these different tools you could use. 
Um, YouTube is a new one, right? So now you'll be able to go in and actually search through content and, and discussions with YouTube. But the big one that I know that I'm excited about, Gary's excited about, is that it finally is connecting to your workspace, right? So your Google Drive, your Google Docs, your Gmail, et cetera. Now you'll be able to set a setting and it's available right now. So by the time you're listening to this, you can go in and do this right away you, where it'll go up and it'll look up information in these, right? So how many times we've gone into Google Drive, we don't remember what the file is called, we're trying all these search terms, but the search for some reason in Google Drive is absolutely useless. Yeah. Well, Bard now will be able to do that where you're saying, hey, here, tell me the content. I don't know where it's called located, but search for this content. It'll go and find it. It'll link it out to your file where you can go and access the file or even have a conversation with the content right there in Bard. So I'm curious kind of as you're, as because you didn't know about this before the call. So you're kind of learning about this as we're chatting. What is some of the uh, first use cases that come to your mind with this? First, I had to remember how to log into Bard. So it's interesting that Google, does, Google doesn't own Bard.com. It belongs to some other company. So then I, I was like, oh yeah, it's Bard.Google.com. And then I just typed in, can you search my Google Drive? And it said, no, I cannot search your Google Drive. Blah, 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 blah. But then I said, okay, well, how can I, uh, how can I have you look into my Google Drive? And it gave me two different answers. The same one again, I can't do it. And then the second one was, have me look into your Google Drive. You can share your files with me. You can do this by creating a shared link to your files or folder. So you kind of, you have to give it permission or you have to give it oh. access to your Google Drive. Yeah. And there's a whole process that it shares for that. So I'm really excited about that. The other thing instantly that I'm thinking of is like, so I get, I have to like watch things on YouTube or I have to watch a video or whatever. And it's just long, right? And I'm just like, I just want the two or three points out of this hour long video. So I'm wondering if they're going to be able to transcribe those and quickly give the breakdown. Because what I do right now is I go to Google or YouTube, I copy the transcript, I dump that into ChatGPT, and then I ask them, okay, give me the main points out of this. I wonder if it's just going to be able to do that automatically. The other thing I would love to, for it to learn how to do is how I respond to people in email and start to build templates on responses for me. Uh, mm. So that way those are already loaded, ready to go. Uh, because if it has all my Google, you know, Gmail, I give it access to my Gmail um, and it has all those access, that would be really cool and save me a lot of time, a lot of energy. I would also love it to look at my Google Calendar and be able to tell me how to best optimize my calendar because my calendar is pretty organized from a uh, different colors, mean different things, and Google knows how much time I'm spending on it, uh, on, on certain things. So it, I think it could begin to optimize that a bit more for me. So those are, those are, and obviously organizing, just finding stuff in Google Drive. That's, that's huge. When I want to find a document from three years ago, it's usually a headache of trying to figure, find those things. So those, those would be the, the main ones that I would want to start with. Yeah. Right. As I played around with it a little bit, the emails, I asked it for email information a few years ago and wasn't able to show me, um, the Google doc ones. I, right now, my problem is that it's only connected to my personal account, not my business Gmail. Um, and so I've only been able to play around with it with like personal Google docs and stuff. And there's not as much information there as like my Google workplace. And so I think that, I, and I don't know this for sure, but I think that it is um, connected to the Google workspace. I just haven't enabled it yet. Have you guys done that? No, no, I haven't. The the business version of it. Yeah. That's, so that's probably the first step. It's, it's saying here is giving me step-by-step, step, go to Google Drive, right-click on the file, or folder you want to share, uh, create a shareable link under. That, 
And that's that's not right. I think that's old information that it's giving you because all you got to do is click on the extensions in the top right. Of Google, of Bard? It's a little puzzle of Bard, yeah. Okay. If you click on that extensions, you can enable Google Workspace. It's in extensions in the top right. So if you're logged in, it'll be like the settings one to the left of that, the help button, and then a little puzzle piece button. Oh, here we go. Okay. Auto detect. Prompt. You can search in Google Drive. Yeah, it has all my old prompts on Bard. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is cool. I'm, I'm excited okay. to learn how you do it. So please share with me and then we'll update it here as well. Privacy. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. All right. I'll talk to you. All right. Peace. Peace.